King James Gossip listeners, we are back for another week of King James Gossip. And me and my co-host, Jared and Kyle Hesketh, we don't know what the hell just happened yesterday with the trade deadline. So we're going to introduce ourselves. We're going to say what's up, and then we'll get right into how these trades affect the Cavs. So how are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm confused. I think uh, we're all confused at this point. I'm happy, but I'm, I'm confused on what all just happened. I'm trying to understand. I think at this point, that's basically going to be our... Because uh, usually what we do is we go into previews, we do other stuff, but previews, recaps, they don't really matter at this point. This team's yeah. so changed and different that the team that beat Minnesota isn't the team that is going to play in Atlanta or the game after. So we're going to try to diagnose each of the three trades and how they really impact the Cavs. So overall, how'd you guys think? If you had to grade Kobe, what is it? Um, B plus. See, I I feel like that's fair. I was I would think that too, but I'm almost going A plus, and I'm gonna tell you why. If it's an A, I'm going A A minus. It's because we kept the Nets pick. We did what we need to do to keep LeBron. We got very good role players. Made Kevin Love the second option again. I don't really know how it could go better, honestly. Right, but the only thing I didn't like about this was that we gave up our first round pick to the Lakers, but I didn't. I don't think we had to. But I'm and happy it's protected, so it's not going to be that good. Right, but um, that's my only problem. I thought we gave up a little much to the Lakers. Other than that, hell yeah, go Cavs! <laughs> All right, Kyle. Yeah, no, I was, I was going with B plus, A minus, somewhere around there. Yeah. I, and I agree with everything you guys said. So. If he could have gotten A-plus in any way, what would you guys – because I don't think Kemba Walker was getting traded even for the Nets pick. I'm not sure Jordan would have bid on that. Yeah. So say that Walker is completely unavailable. Would just getting of DeAndre made you guys think he would have gotten an A-plus rating, or would that have been impossible for your standards? Or um, What I would have done if I was Kobe – I mean, he did a tremendous job. Let's not, let's not get this wrong, but I would have – Went to, um, I would have went to the Clippers and said, I'll give you double T, JR, and the Nets pick for DeAndre and your first rounder. Because the only way we would have been able to trade the Nets pick is if we would have got a first round pick back. And I think that would have been a pretty solid trade because I, I'd rather have DeAndre with this team than Tristan. But, you know, that didn't happen. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what he did. But DeAndre, that would have been the, that would have been the icing on the cake for me. I didn't even think of a trade like that, but yeah, that would have been a phenomenal like, bang bang. We got two great trades in, and then holy crap, here's yeah, the third one. That's what I was expecting, to be honest with you. When I was um, when I was reading all these trades, I was expecting we were gonna trade the next pick because there's so much momentum in the Cavs' favor. Like I was like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. But um. Yeah, we just – I guess the Clippers wanted a little more than we were willing to give up, which is understandable. All in all, I'm happy. Uh, it's, it's a little shocking, though. 
At the same time, I'm not sure if it is understandable because I don't think DeAndre's staying. I think he can get out, get a max, right. and then. But I don't. God. I don't know who would pay him, but I don't think he necessarily wants to be in LA still. I don't think he wants to be in LA, but I don't think the Clippers wanted to take in. Like I think they were. I think they would rather have him just, um, ex- like diminish off the off their cap rather than taking in Jr. and Tristan's contract. I mean, I would too. That's why I'm thinking about writing on just how the twenty that was a 2016 off season, how that literally just screwed us, like yeah. for the future completely. But um, because it's not that they're bad players, but they're not worth the what the 18 million each or like 16 and 18 million or something. 16 for double T, 13 for Jr. Granted, Jr. has been playing better. We can't we can't ignore that. He has been playing better. Double T had a really solid night against um, Minnesota as well. Yeah, I mean they're above average players, but they're definitely not worth 18 million players. Right, but yeah, the only way, like I'm, I'm very happy with what Kobe did, but the like to get an A plus would have been to pull the trigger on DeAndre. But or I'm not, for I'm not me, about it. for me, just to get the A plus, he would have just not had to trade that our pick first rounder. That yeah, our yeah. pick. He definitely doesn't get Clark and Nance though. Well, at first thought, I mean, it's understandable, but they're receiving Isaiah Thomas, and I know he hasn't been playing too well, but he's still – it's Isaiah Thomas. So I, We I do think, realize that they're talking about just buying him out, though. Uh, like, they don't even really want him, I don't think. Well, well what, what um, Magic Johnson said, they said he, they, that they wanted him and they want to try – if anything, he said they'd start IT and Lazo together, but I don't know how – well, that's going to work out. IT might be toxic in that locker room as well. Um, I don't well, I mean, it's going to be the same it. thing. They, you can't score well if you have to defend. Like, if they're just not defensively capable. Maybe if they still had Caldwell Pope, he's such a good defender that they may have been able to get by it just like how they did with Bradley. They do have Caldwell Pope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they started IT and Caldwell Pope or... Um, Maybe brought them both off the bench. As long as those two may get time together, they should be fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, since we didn't get DeAndre, I agree with Kyle. The first rounder to me was a little much, but I I understand on the Lakers' part why they would ask for it because it's not it's not that it's not going to be that good of a pick anyways. So, I mean, I like I said, I would have liked to have keep that first round our first round pick, but I understand. Like I'm with Jared again. Also. Nance and Clarkson are very underrated, and it's only because they're on a bad Lakers team. And they're both 25. Right. So we got younger. And, and Hood's 25, too. Mm-hmm. We got younger and much more athletic than we were. Actually, to be, um, to be precise, we got three years younger in one day. <laughs> we went from our average age being 30, and now it's around 27 which is phenomenal, to be honest. Look at you doing all doing all the math behind I, it. Hey, he didn't, didn't do the do math. He saw I saw like it, a graphic. I saw it. I was about to say, I didn't even know if you were capable of that uh, now, listen, high level. Now, we're forgetting the most important aspect of today, okay? Cavs just re-signed Kendrick Perkins. 
Oh, that's well, not official yet. I don't it's think not, it's it's gonna happen. By the, to- by the time happening. this is actually published, it might be official. But technically, oh, it's, it's happening. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be official by the time this is published. I think they're gonna wait after the All Star break, but it's gonna happen. Which I like that move as well. KP's back on the court. Yeah. I mean, if KP really actually ever gets minutes, is another question. To be honest. We don't need him to get I mean, minutes, he, he, but he will with Kevin Love being out. All Maybe right, so that's, that's how we're going with the grades. So now let's take it a little bit further on each specific trade. So Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. We already know we're getting both those. Getting a dunk contest participant. How about that? Hey. So how do you guys feel that Nance specifically will get to really be involved in the offense and defense when Love comes back? Do you think they end up just putting him on the second unit, or do you think they actually would slide Love back over to the five or put Nance at the five? Like, how do you think Nance will impact the starters when Love returns? I don't think you can play Nance um, in the starting lineup and then move Love to the five because power forwards in this league have to shoot. So if anything, you'd have to move um, Nance to the center position. And um, I think – I think it'd be best for him to stay out on the bench and come in with Clarkson because they already have that chemistry, so that would be beneficial for the team and those players. Um, yeah, but I love, I love the energy both of those players bring, and I can I can't wait to watch them play. I've always been intrigued with Clarkson, and I've 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 heard speculation that the Cavs wanted Nance, but I never really looked into it. And um, it's really cool that we had his father back in the day, and now we got him. Nance is averaging, I think I did this earlier, but Nance is averaging career highs in both points and rebounds. So he's having a phenomenal season. But like you said, he he doesn't get any acknowledgement because it's the Lakers. Right. And it's the same with almost all these players, I think. I think they're all almost underrated stars. And it's kind of like Kyle Korver last year, is you almost don't even see them at all. And then they're like, oh, they show up just because the Cavs trade for him. Yeah. But Clarkson's definitely... going to be nice. Clarkson's going to be nice. I like him a lot. Clarkson has that versatility to where he's really going to be able to help the second unit. Because with Hood shooting and Clarkson scoring and the fact that they're all still on pretty good contracts, like you don't think about it, but Clarkson's 11 and a half, 12 million is actually going to be a good contract in this NBA. Right. It is. And he knows how to play both guard positions he's going to be a phenomenal addition let's just say that i'm not sure how well he plays defense um do you guys know i mean i'm I'm sure he's energetic on that end he has the potential to be a very good defender he's he's long it's kind of like hood um they're both very long and they're both very athletic and young and like and energetic like you said all of the players that we've got are either good defenders or have the potential to be good defenders. George Hill has already been proven to be a great defender. Larry Nance is one of the best defenders at his position at power forward. Yep, that is uh, almost exactly right. I think Nance, yeah, they all have the ability to do special things on the team. We're just going to have to see if they can really put it all together. It's always hard, especially when there's so many new guys and there's only, what, 20 more, 30 more regular season games until three of these guys. And then Hood has one series or two series of postseason experience and Nance and Clarkson both don't have any. So I think LeBron 
really has to turn into the leader that he may not have ever had to been before because he's had very veteran squads. Outside of that 2007 squad that he took to Yeah, the outside of that one for sure. He still had some veteran players on that team, though. Right, he had Z. I don't really know other – I don't really remember anybody else. Yeah, for what it's worth, back to the defensive point, according to NBA or ESPN's NBA defensive real plus minus, Larry Nance has the ninth best rating for power forwards. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. He's up there with John Henson, Draymond Green. Even Porzingis is below him. Wow. And I really like that rating, too. I use it a lot of times in my articles. I feel like the real plus minus really uh, really shows how well a player contributes to the team. I agree. And, yeah, to switch ends um, from defense to offense, both of those players in transition are very, very good. Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance are both incredible players in transition. And we all know Tyron Lee wants to push the pace and all that stuff, so that'll be beneficial. And exactly. Now he'll be able to a little bit more. Right. Can we all take one second and just talk about uh, LeBron's all-star team is cursed? Would you say well, that real quick? Yeah, what's he have? Five or six injured people? Yeah. KP went down. Wall's down. Love Love's down. Love. Cousins is down. <laughs> uh, isn't there another one? Wall? Did we say Wall? Yeah, isn't there six? Maybe there's only five. I don't know. The fact that we forget Either how many we just said. <laughs> Either way, I'm surprised Kyrie's not hurt yet. Or Katie. Don't, don't hold your breath. <laughs> one thing that, to get back to the trades, one thing I'm really liking about the players, especially for the Lakers two guys, and I guess all, all the guys besides probably Hill, is they've all been growing as they've been in the NBA. Like, I'm looking here, and he's gone from 11.9 points to 16 almost, and he's now averaging at about 14, but he's playing. This man is averaging 14.5 points per game in just under 24 minutes. Imagine if you if you give him 30 minutes, Clarkson could average 20, 20 points easy. And especially off the bench where they he doesn't even have weight anymore, I think that'll definitely be a special combination they can put together. And I was yeah. I was talking Go ahead, Jared. No, you're good. I was talking to Jared about this a little earlier and a couple of my friends as well. I think we had way too many people, like star power people that needed the ball in their hands and to succeed. And getting rid of was that three three of them for sure with Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, and Isaiah Thomas who need the ball in their hands to be extremely efficient. I guess not really efficient, but um, give me a word. Help valuable. me. Valuable. Okay. Extremely valuable. Um, well, efficiency is even a good word because I, IT has not been efficient being the second man. That's true. Not being that's the true. prime leader or the prime offensive weapon, he hasn't been efficient. So, yeah. Right. So, you get all of those egos off off the team and out of the locker room, and you bring in players like Clarkson, Nance, and Hood who are – players that are developing and, like you said, getting better every single year. It's good for the Cavs, and it's good for chemistry too because having to mesh role players, in a sense, is a lot easier than having to mesh MVP-caliber uh, egos. And I think we can really see that on how IT 
who nobody really thought was that outspoken in Boston when things were going well, has become this outspoken, talks to the press, has headlines about him every game almost. And I think that's where some of the, not necessarily ego, but I think some of the I'm only valuable if I can score with the ball kind of comes into play. Mm. So we'll definitely see because it'll be, that's kind of why this is so important because there's still a lot of games to be played and there's still a lot of uncertainty under if we can fix, if these four players can really fix the team. I have faith. I have faith too. I do. I, I think this is a lot better situation and I, I credit Kobe Altman for taking these types of risks because he could have just as easily just said, well, maybe we'll fix it. Because, I mean, IT's only been back 14, 15 games, right? So he could have said, well, we could probably still get out of the East. Let's see what happens when we get to the playoffs. But he made changes that needed to be made. And I'm impressed with the trades that we got. I just hope, and from the way that it looks, I hope that it does well for us. Right, especially in the locker room. Altman fixed a lot of the locker room problems today, which is really important. Yeah, that's definitely huge going forward. So do you guys feel that Wade's presence is actually going to be missed, especially on that second unit? Um, I would say so because he worked so well with the second unit. I can see – this is the thing. I can see why we traded him because he was – he is 36. He did take a lot of shots. Um, he didn't really play that well at defense. I mean, sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. I think he will be. I think he will be missed in the postseason, especially. I kind of wish we would have held on to him because of that, but I see. I see why we traded them. But yeah, I think we will miss him a lot. I mean, he was season. helping to lead one of the best second units in the NBA. But right. I think this is kind of where we transition into the second trade is because they traded him away because they didn't need him. Exactly. And it's because they got literally the steal of the entire deadline, Rodney Hood. The GOAT. Uh, He's too averaging 16.8 points, points per game, 2.6 threes per game. He's almost shooting 40% from downtown. He doesn't really, he's almost like J.R. Smith in the way that he doesn't really do much besides that, but he doesn't need to. Well, well, he has, he has a mid-range game and a driving game on like J.R. He is a good shooter all around the court. And his yeah. athleticism, at, he's, what, what is he, 6'7"? He's long, so he, yes, he, he's he is six, eight. very, very long. Right, so he is a, that was a, that's actually my favorite pickup of the night if we want to switch to that Rodney Hood by far I think he's gonna I think he's gonna play phenomenally beside LeBron James yeah he'll he's a good pickup very lengthy he can probably he can switch on the one through four even on small ball fives he may almost be the key to playing like a death lineup with him Clarkson James Hill and maybe Love too the lineup something Golden State Right, the lineups just got more and more hard for uh, well, they got it's very good, dynamic. It's a good problem for Tyron Lue. But we said this before, and Tyron Lue we had did. trouble with that lineup. But I think with less star power, like with le- like he said, I feel like Tyron Lue was It'll always focused easier. on playing big It'll name players. 
it'll be easier to change the lineup because there's not as much ego in the locker room yes. now. And then one more thing on the Wade situation. A big part, as well as what you said, Nathan, because of we got Jordan Clarkson, but Jetty Osmond's going to be playing a lot of rotational minutes, according to Tyron Lue. So that was a big part of why we traded them as well. And I think a lot of that has to do on last night's game. Not last night's game, but I guess now would be a couple nights ago. Was I watched that whole Timberwolves game, and I was just losing my mind. But at the same time, you saw Chetty continually being subbed in for IT at the end. And that's smart moves by Lou. But at the same time, that's belief that Chetty can guard. Because there were times he was matched up with Butler, just Chetty and Butler going at it. And that's something that you really have to trust someone. Yeah, he got switched on to Butler on the last possession. He did he pretty good. In front of him. He, he allowed LeBron to get that block. It was really good defense. And that's kind of what Chetty brings, and that's what Chetty has to bring to prove his value. And yeah. he brings those hustle plays. I saw something that said when Chetty, Clarkson, and Nance are going to be running the floor, it's going to be like something the Cavs haven't seen for years. That's going to be so fun to watch. So much. Like, we Cavs fans have not seen – maximum effort consistently in so long and that's what those young players are going to bring and it's going to be awesome and especially if they can form a camaraderie uh if they can learn to play together in these 30 games and learn to play around lebron they should be able to at least be able to compete with golden state Mm -hmm. but that's definitely going to be a question that will be resolved later because we'll only be about past OKC. Yeah. Or Houston or San Antonio. Yeah. We'll only be about, we'll only need and be like eight people deep. Because with these trades, we'll have our starting five, and then we'll have Clarkson, Hood, and Jeff Green. And that's really all we'll need. And maybe Nance, too, I guess. Let's not be surprised if JR doesn't play as much. Yeah, because honestly, who at this point in the season and at this point in Smith's career and how he's played the last two years, who wouldn't rather have Hill? Hill, Hood, or, and Clarkson. All, all three of I them. I would take all. Yeah, exactly. Right. And also, the first of all, I just want to say, we practically stole Rodney Hood from the Jazz. It was literally. Cause there was it was highway robbery. It was, yeah, it was a heist. They we, we, we essentially traded Jay Crowder for Rodney Hood because they're cutting they're cutting Derrick Rose. That well to be honest, uh Jay Crowder he hasn't played well for us, but he's on a very team friendly contract for the next couple seasons. I'm, I'm talking talent wise. Talent wise. Yes, talent wise we definitely won, but fit wise, you don't know how Hood fits in yet and you, you we think that Crowder will fit in pretty well there, or at least you can hope, I guess. And then to add to that, um, when the when the initial George Hill trade or yeah, the George Hill rumors were coming out about you know in January, I think the trade was Channing Fry, Iman Shumpert, and then a pick. Really, we just traded Iman Shumpert for George Hill. Yeah, I was hearing like out. our first round pick or a couple seconds, and I was like, right. that's. George Hill alone does not make this team that much better. Right. So I think we bringing in that third team, that was, that was really important. All right, Kyle. So we have everything kind of laid out. We know what we traded. The only pick we really gave up was our first. So with all the additions, 
And assuming we have Caleb back, how do you feel the starting lineup is going to start to pan out? Okay, you, we should do one where how do you feel it's going to pan out and then how do you feel Tyron Lue is going to play it? Because I think we all don't want really want J.R. Smith starting. Well, or you can do what's your ideal and what you think is going to happen. Okay. So, first of all, before Love comes back, I think we're going to have a huge, huge issue with the four and the five. I think Double T is going to stay at the five. Are you going to move LeBron to the four and have Hood come in and start or Hill come in and start? Thinking about it just now, we don't have Channing Frye, who was who could play the four or the five, and we don't have Jay Crowder, who's starting at the four since Love's been out. So but I'm I not really with, sure. I think with I think just because we mentioned this earlier, I think with Hood's six eight size, right. you could possibly put him at the three. Right. And then you could you could have uh Hill JR, I guess. Um Hood, LeBron, um double well, T. But I I'm 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 a little iffy on the starting lineup with Love out. With Love in, I think it's probably going to be uh, Hill, Smith, or Hood. I don't know, man. There's so you many options. Think, Go ahead, Jared. You know what I think? I think Jeff Green could find his way in the starting lineup. Mm. Yeah. Good point. That's, that is I a think, good point. I, I, think it, I think it very well could be um, Hill, Smith, LeBron, Green, and Double T. And one thing about George Hill. He leaves the league in three point percentage, forty five point three percent, or forty five. He's up there. He's he's forty five percent. So he leaves the league. So we addressed that, and I think the players we sent out were shooting a combined thirty one percent from three, and the players we just brought in are shooting a combined thirty eight percent from three. Mm-hmm. So we kind of lost our identity this season with shooting the three, and I think we. It, like in addition to all the other things that we we fixed. And by the way, real quick, that number that you said, thirty eight percent, is with Larry Nance Jr. shooting twenty five percent this year. Yeah. So Ronnie Hood shooting about forty. George Hill's shooting upwards toward forty. Clarkson's shooting probably around thirty six. So we brought in some very key pieces. And we were a team that we've only shot thirty six point four percent this whole season. So bringing in virtually three guys that all shoot above our team average is going to is ideal. Let's just exactly. say it that way. And that's why that's why shipping out Dwayne Wade and Derek Rose and Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas, it's not very shocking to me because they didn't exactly fit in what the Cavs have been, and that's a three-point shooting team. I think the one person that we haven't really talked about, everybody talks about how this could help keep LeBron this offseason, but I think this will help LeBron right now. Because like mm-hmm. you've said, he always, the trades, he always thrives off of having that, being able to use his vision, post up, dish out, and think about a lineup with Hill, Hood, Clarkson, Smith, Clarkson or Smith, and then Love and James. That or, those are five shooters, or and that's Corver. how James thrives. Yeah, and then Corver too. And we're not even really talking about Corver. <laughs> exactly. With these trades, we got back to who we were. We kind of went away from that this this season to begin with. But to be fair, whenever we play Golden State, Tyron Lue does not play Corver. It just does not happen. Yeah. Well, with, these, with these trades, he just might. I don't because know. I would these, almost argue with these trades, he doesn't have to at all. I disagree well, because you have no, Clarkson, Hood, and Hill. 
You have Clarkson, Hood, and Hill, who I would, what like we said, would all rather play more than J.R. Smith. Yes, that we're talking about us though. Lou's not going to play any of those three players more than J.R. Smith, unless maybe oh. Hill, just because Hill, we don't Hill have will. any point guards. Hill will for sure. I mean, we don't have any point guards besides Carter, and then he think, doesn't count. I think when Love comes back, Hill will move to the one, and then. Hill's going to start yeah, at the one. Hill's, okay, Hill's going right. to come in at the one. I think Hood's going to be moved to the two. And Clarkson's going to come off the bench. Right, I agree. And Smith's going to come off the bench? I don't think we'll be seeing a lot of Smith left. I mean, because Jetty, Jetty and Hood could take his minutes when Love, when Love gets back. Exactly. That could very well happen. But then again, in the playoffs, you might need his, his playoff presence. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. And I have a hot take for you guys. I think the Cavs rank probably like, what, 29th, 30th in defensive efficiency. By the end of this season, if all goes right, I have the Cavs have a, as a top 15 or 18 defense by the end of this season. That hot would take. make us have to be the number one defense for the rest of the season. I don't think so. I mean, we would have to definitely be top 10. Maybe even top five. five. That's why it's a hot take. It hot might take. be the hottest take you ever had. I know. I, I, could, I could see us finishing this this half of the season after the All-Star break as a top 10 defense. I could see okay. that happening. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's not make those takes so hot next time. <laughs> Lukewarm water, not boiling. Yeah. <laughs> no more Skip Bayless takes. Yeah, so did you guys see that? Okay, shameless plug. Did we all see that tweet that I put out on King James Gospels where Skip Bayless called the team IT's, IT's team? On January 2nd, yeah. That was a freezing cold take. <laughs> like all the worst shit. I've ever heard in my life. All right, so we all know the, we all know what the trades are. We tried to describe them a bit for you guys, and uh, we're going to go ahead and go into uh, our fact or fiction game which is basically me trying to stump my two co-hosts. So I have three questions, and I guess since uh, the topic's been trading, we're just going to keep going. And uh, so let's see. Number one is the Lakers trade. So the question is, Nance and Junior have eight or more combined double-doubles this season. You said Nance and Junior. That sucks. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Nance... (laughs) Nance and Clarkson have eight or more combined double doubles this season. Fact or fiction? Hmm. Eight combined? That like that's it? Just eight? Eight or more? Eight or more? No, it's not a single number. It's eight or more. Eight or more? I'm gonna go with fact. Eight or more? Fact. Fiction, boys. What? Seven. Wow. Uh, I hate this that's game. Surprising. You guys can double check him. I mean, I prefer you double check him because if I'm I mean, wrong, I'm wrong. But that's the, that's the first one we got wrong. We got all of them right last nope, time. I'm I got pretty one. confident. I got one. I'm pretty confident time. Clarkson doesn't have a single double double this whole season. Hmm. I think it's just Nance who has seven, and it's all rebounds too. All right, I'll I'll check out, but you go to the next one. Yeah, fact fact check him. Go for it. I got George it. Hill has not had a double double assist game this season. Fact or fiction? He has not had a double-double assist game. Means he has not had 10 assists in a game this season. That's tough because he hasn't been playing very much minutes with the Kings. I'm going to say fact. 
I'm going to say fiction. Well, now we are tied up in the overall standings because Kyle is right. Wow. Is wow. He doesn't have a lot of people to pass to. Right. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. that team is not good. Right. <laughs> All right. Now for our last one. But... So Rodney Hood has one game with exactly eight threes made. Fair. And no games with exactly seven threes made. Eight seems like a lot, but he did just go 10 for 12 against Pelicans. So I'm going to say fact. Fiction. <laughs> Kyle's killing it tonight. Feed me. He has – it was, it was actually completely different. He has one game with seven threes and none with eight. He went seven for 12. Okay, yeah. All me. right, I so that makes that – Jared, oh for th- that makes Jared three for three on the game challenge all time, and Kyle is four and two. So wow. Kyle takes the lead. So it's I guess Kyle's the smarter brother overall. It has, has to be it. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, check out our next games. We have three games leading up to the All Star Game slate. We have. Uh, Atlanta away, they're all away. So Atlanta away, Boston away, OKC away. It's the 9th, 11th, and 13th. So they're all away, and they are all, there's no back-to-backs. So how are you guys feeling that turns out? I am not confident because this is literally a whole team. Atlanta, I don't, God, this is tough. Because the four new players aren't playing tomorrow. So we're gonna have to call. We're basically up. gonna have like nine players available, right? And we're gonna have to call up some players from Canton, and I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron sits. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go loss against Atlanta. Um, against Boston, that's on Sunday. Oh my goodness, chemistry could still be a problem, but I'm gonna go win. Win against Boston and loss against OKC. So loss, win, loss. Kyle, I'm gonna say lost for Atlanta. Yeah, it's like it's we only have nine players, and like like Jared said, if that's the case, LeBron may as well sit. And if he does, then it's definitely a loss. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say loss, and I'm confident against Boston with our young talent. Uh, win, and with OKC again, I'm confident with. The young talent, even though there's no chemistry right now, I'm gonna say win. So loss, win, win. All right, I think I'm going uh, win, loss, loss. You think we win tomorrow? Yeah, Atlanta wow. sucks. Well, they do, but I mean, I know there's, I know we have issues, and there's everything may not be phenomenal right now, and there's not really gonna be that many players, but I'm gonna stick to my gun and go with Atlanta sucks. Right, so I think we all can agree that we're not expecting too much right now from this team. They got no, and but we're expecting things to t- turn around and to be a lot better than they are. So Cavs fans have hope. They do for for the first time in a while. There is hope, <laughs> and for the first time in a while, and for a while, because this team's look. This team may be good for years now. Yeah, the Cavs. You know what's cool about what we did this um this deadline? Kobe Allman did a fantastic job of. Preparing for now and for the future. I agree. And I thought that was he did an amazing job. Because unlike Griffin, Griffin was a great GM, but unlike Griffin, he didn't 
go for like Griffin brought in Channing Fry two years ago, and he brought in Corver this past season. Yeah, I love Griffin those was- guys, and they're very essential to the team at times. But in two years, they're not going to do jack crap for us. Right, Griffin was more of a win now kind of guy. He was he was he looked for what can help us right now. Griffin season. also was- tried to bring his Bledsoe and Paul George. So, right, so I res- I respect what Griffin did and what he tried to do, but Altman did a fantastic job, and that can't be um, ignored. All right, well, on that note, we're going to uh, go ahead and drop the mic on this trade session. Go Cavs.